Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi everybody, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host and I go by the name Tenant Michael. Good to see you again, James, even if it is, uh, I mean I can't see you, of uh, course, I, yeah. I can merely hear you because we are once again recording an episode in quarantine, we're sheltering in place, and we're not in the same room. Yes, what is this, week six? Episode six in quarantine? Five or five or six, for sure. Actually, it seems like week 600 to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yes, um, but we're getting used to it, aren't we? I mean, I think yes. it, it probably, if you listen every week, probably the first couple in quarantine might have sounded a little choppy or a little weird as we were getting used to it, but I think yeah. we're getting in the swing, huh? Yes, um, and we are uh, just to, uh, to to just tell you again. I am uh, stuck in the bathroom. I am locked behind the door in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and James is in the living room, the kitchen, and the bedroom. That's right, um, because you know we want to set a good example for the listeners, and so we decided we will social distance, which yes. we have been doing. Other than uh, a couple small things, I've been doing went on a brief trip to Brazil to judge the Miss Bum Bum competition, but that was it. And um, we thought, okay, let's social distance, but let's take it up a notch. Let's also social distance from each other. So, yeah, that's right. Mike's been in the bathroom for, what, five weeks now? Uh, yes. You have not come out, and I, we've been insistent on that, and I've been in the rest of the apartment. Uh, yeah, the kitchen, the bedroom, and the, and the living room. Yeah. Um, and it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild, wild ride. And it's crazy, too, because we don't even really talk during the week, do we? No, this is the only time we ever communicate with each other. And uh, I... You know what, though? That's not true. You're going to make me seem like a jerk, but I believe this week I did send you a text. Uh, Didn't I send you a text that said PU when I thought you were going to the bathroom in there? Yes, you did. So, you know, we have been talking a little. Yeah, my Um, apologies for that also. Oh, no worries. No worries. Yeah. Oh, boy. How are you doing? Yeah, it's, you know, I'm like everybody else. I'm, you know, I'm uh, muddling through somehow, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a challenge, but I'm trying to keep up a positive outlook, and just, you know, every day is a fresh new day, and I try and do what I can. Now, Lots is it a fresh new day when you're sitting on the toilet? Well, <laughs> very funny, Mr. You, but yes, uh, I just like to st- say again, yes, I'm sitting on the toilet for six weeks, but I do shower multiple times a day so i do not mm. personally smell there you go and i uh yeah and how are the legs doing because again i do have some worries about those getting a little withered um, yes it is my a very legs... small space in there yeah 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 as i think i mentioned last week my uh the muscles in my legs have atrophied quite a lot now they used to oh, okay i used to be known for my big strong legs uh when i would meet other podcasters or i'd meet fans <laughs> of the show they'd always say oh my god can i yeah look at those legs can i get a picture of your legs and well to be fair you were begging for people to notice your legs because you, you'd wear those damn short shorts all over the damn place i plead the this I was, plead the fifth your honor you can mike, mike would be so humiliating he'd make me go to these podcaster meetups which are a bunch of nerds anyway and then Mike would show up with these short, the shortest shorts you could imagine, just to try to make a stand out at these podcasting events. It was so embarrassing. 
No, I just have very – here's the thing. My The leg skin I have, the skin on my legs is for some reason um, – it's, it's very hot. I overheat in, in my legs. So I need to have a, a cooling system. And what that turned into was me wearing very short shorts to, to uh, refrigerate my legs in the cool air. Anyway. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so so you're saying they have atrophied quite a bit. Yes, and I am concerned. So I try. I'm, I've been trying to uh, at least once a day get up off the toilet and just do a squat, uh, just to try and mm. rebuild the uh, the muscle and tone it a bit. And uh, I tried my squat today. Didn't go well. I, I st- oh how so? I went down and I f- ah, fell over into the bathtub, and my <laughs> legs were uh, just you know. Uh, it's like a cartoon. My legs were just kind of wobbling. Like, yes, yes, in the air. Okay, and uh, it was embarrassing. Well, that's yeah. you are having a time. You know, when this is all over, wh- how, whether it's in a month or two months or a couple years, couple years, you yeah. are gonna, you are going to get funding for the best web series mm. about your time in that bathroom. And I actually truly envy you in there because. You know, it's just it's it sounds like a, a an adventure. That's for sure. It is an adventure. It's all here without me. Usually, we think of an adventure like a, an epic, you know, like a Greek epic of traveling mm, to mysterious lands and you know yeah. battling with uh, mysterious exotic creatures. But I'm going on an epic journey here, right in my own bathroom, without leaving the bathroom, just sitting on the toilet. That's great. Well, um, that's good for you, Mike. And you know, it's it's definitely no picnic in the rest of the apartment either. Mm. Um, you know, uh, you, your couch uh, is is it's actually really frustrating because it's it's not small. It's a two seater couch, yeah. but when you want to lie on it, my my feet just don't are just a tiny bit too long. My legs are just a tiny bit too long oh. to to fit my whole legs on the couch. So I have to kind of pop them up on the arm, if you know what I mean. And <laughs> yeah. I find it so annoying. Also, when I'm having sex in your bed, uh, uh, same thing. I'm I'm used to a king, and it is good lord, it's hard to have sex in a queen. And listeners, tweet us this if you if uh, you have Twitter. Do you manage to have sex in a queen? Because I'm I've been trying this quarantine to have sex in Mike's bed. And it's like, how do people do this? Well, what are you doing? It's, it's way not, too it's small. It's not a trampoline, James. It's a damn bed. Well, if you're using it right, it is a trampoline. Uh, no, I don't know how you do it. So, yeah. you know, we're making sacrifices here. Yuck. Remind me when I get out of this uh, quarantine to get that mattress uh, burned. <laughs> there's, no, there's no cleaning it. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can burn your whole apartment down, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I might do uh, it, once actually. we're out of here. Yeah. Because I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm growing to hate it, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, boy. Well, um, how, how has your week been otherwise, James? Anything new that you'd like to discuss? Uh, yeah, actually, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to put on a brave face. I'm trying to have fun for the sake of the listeners. Oh, God. Um, but uh, is everything okay? You actually, sound really upset about something, and it, it just it just breaks my heart. Yeah, um, your radar was was correct there. I am actually pretty upset about something, and um, uh yeah, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about this on the pod because you can say anything on this you know, pod. I, I didn't. I, <laughs> well, I didn't want to bring it down too much, but uh, yeah, someone in my life has uh been taken ill oh no um yeah uh 
It's um, talking about uh, a Mr. Un, Mr. Kim Jong Un. Um, oh, the, the politician from uh, from North Korea. Yes, Mike. That Kim Jong Un. Yeah, no, Mike. My, you know, my uncle. Like, come on, just, dude. Yes, that Kim Jong. I just wanted to double check. Popular name. Anyway, I have been texting with his nanny in in uh, in North Korea, and she's saying he's not doing well. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm trying to hang in there and deal with this. Yeah. Uh, if if you don't, if you have, if you're not a long time listener to the podcast. I used to have a cryptocurrency company that was used specifically for buying and selling erectile dysfunction medication, and and that uh, that cryptocurrency was called Peckercoin, and it was a big deal, and it was a it made me a lot of money, and I did a lot of work in North Korea uh, with that cryptocurrency. We had a lot of sales there, and I began a relationship with Kim, Kimmy, and uh, wow, yeah, it just rocked me to hear about his poor health right now. And, yeah. Uh, I'm really sorry to, oh. you know, my, my heart goes out to you uh, in, to a limited degree, because I know you're close uh, with him. And yeah, the news this week was that he apparently was very grave in the hospital following some sort of mysterious mm. operation. Do you know, do you have any intel on what that might be? I mean, you don't have to answer if that's, you know, too personal, you know. Um, I mean, I have my suspicions. Okay. Uh, his nanny did not tell me specifically what the operation right. was, but um, I know him and I have both been very uh, interested in penis extension surgery, uh, which is might sound like, I, I feel like I can tell you're yeah. laughing. It might sound silly, but if you're in the billionaire community or the wealthy man community, yeah. it's an open secret that we're all getting penis extension surgeries and it can be a difficult surgery. So I don't know that that's well, it, but there was you know, a billionaire. I recall, I think a French billionaire who a couple of years ago yeah. died on the operating table, getting just that kind of uh, procedure done. You know, it's, I, I, yeah. that, I, I knew that guy. Oh, yeah, I know it's, it's, <sighs> it is the unspoken dark enemy that is afflicting our billionaires yeah. that no one wants to talk yeah. about. It's like Epstein. Nobody wants to talk yeah. about these these penis extension surgeries going wrong and you got to blame these goddamn yeah. doctors i don't want to get into it but you doctors it, really are the yeah. villains of society right now in this moment we're living through and i you know i i feel yeah. that brother yeah, yeah agreed anyway oh. so um i know i i had i did have one idea to try to cheer kim up oh yeah which i wondered i wanted sure. to run by you um well you know he's got that he 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 loves his haircut. He certainly does. It's quite an iconic hair anybody, as well, yeah. It is. Anybody who knows Kim or Kay, as I call him, uh, knows he loves his haircut. He parades it around. He peacocks yeah. it. And I thought it might be fun if one of us gave ourselves a Kim Jong-un mm-hmm. haircut and then texted him the oh, picture. You should do that for him because you're such close well, friends. Yeah. The only thing is you're in the bathroom, so I thought it'd be easier if you sort of, you know, that you can cut the hair over the toilet bowl and then flush. It'd be easier for you just mess-wise. Yeah. So could would you be willing to just give yourself a Kim Jong-un and then we'll I send mean, him the it's snap? Not in, I mean, I'd, I'd love cut to. Michael, he's you on his the deathbed. one who I'd feel awkward about. I don't even know the guy. I can't just take. Okay, Mike. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't give a, don't give a guy on his deathbed a, a little joke. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. That is, sure, Mike. Okay. That is fine. not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that no, you no, no. are 
not going to give a guy's last wish. What I'm saying is you are very close friends with him, so you should, you the responsibility to get a haircut that matches and his. you are still yours. my tenant, Mike. And you are still my tenant. All right, I'll do it by, by midnight. And I'll send you, you the pic, okay? God. Like pulling yeah. freaking teeth. Um, can I say one thing? Uh, you mentioned it twice, and I know I don't mean to be disrespectful, but you mentioned the nanny a few times. I'm just couldn't help but think. Yeah. Imagine if the Fran Drescher sitcom, The Nanny, if one of the kids on that show was had been Kim Jong Un. Can you imagine how different that show would be? Oh, wildly different. Uh, but yeah, Kim. Kim still has his nanny. I mean, uh, you know, it's unorthodox, but he's a he's an off he, he's an outside of the box thinking guy. And it's not a bad idea. I mean, I wouldn't mind hiring a nanny. Um, yeah, it's fun to think about though. The the, the nanny was a fun show. I, 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 I had, had a, a big crush, a crush on, on Fran as well. I'm just trying. Imagine what she would say yeah. to Kim Jong. Get in here, Kim. Oh, Kim. Well, what do you yeah. think she'd say? <laughs> hmm. Oh, Kim. Oh, that was great. Good, is it? We should let's edit that out. You do it. You well, do a friend. Okay, how this? Eh, Cam, you're not leaving the table till you finish your potatoes. I mean, that's not. That's also not very good. Maybe, maybe this is something mm. we can do. Um, we can rehearse our friends, and next episode we can present mm. a segment where we do a real, like, um, a nice Fran Drescher impression. That'd be good. Was this kind of a Fran Drescher? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And he'd be like, Nanny, may I play with Uncle? And she'd be like, oh, okay, Kim. Mm. Yeah, thank That's you. That's pretty good. Um, as for my week, um, I've had a bit of a wild one. Oh, my God. We're only Pardon at me? this point? We haven't even <laughs> no, talked about your week yet. I'm dating wow. someone now, and I'm Holy very shit. much in love. What? What? Yeah. What? Um, so Are you I'm gonna have to go back a little bit in time here. Do you remember about a month, uh, just before quarantine, I had gotten myself a new job. I was a prison guard at a local Toronto women's prison for some of the roughest yeah. and toughest ladies in our correctional uh, services. Um, is it an industry or is it a inst- institution? I guess. Institution. institution and uh anyway i was trying to do that job from home via zoom for a bit then there was some sort of jailbreak and a lot of the the ladies escaped and they did not like me they harbored grudges against me because i was i was very tough with with them as a guard you know i took no no guff and um one woman in particular mm-hmm. vowed to kill me and she said, I know where you live. And, and she would send me texts saying like, you know, two days, one day, five, you know, five hours. I know where you live. Yeah. And you wouldn't stop complaining about it or talking about it. You were yeah. such a Anyway, one time, I guess you were passed out. She, the doorbell rang and, you know, we're not supposed to see people. Anyway, she came, she came to kill me basically. And in, in the, the time that I bought myself by talking to her and trying to talk her down, we realized that we actually have a lot in common. And then we very quickly uh, started dating instead of her wanting to kill me. Uh, and uh, I'm very happy. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is crazy, Mike. So so, so what, you guys just Zoom? And yeah, Skype we Zoom, we Skype, we FaceTime, we do it all. And I do mean it all. And, uh, you know... We might look different, oh, hey. but we have similar interests. You know, we're both fans of the cinema. Hmm. 
Yeah. Really? So, wow. Like, so, so what, what you guys like well, the not same? Exactly. Movies? So I've been trying to, to introduce her to the world of, uh, you know, uh, French new wave and Italian and German films and, you know, American art house cinema. Uh, and for her on her mm-hmm. end, she's teaching me all about the blade movies. Yeah. Really? Oh, you haven't, you haven't, no, I, I wasn't with familiar those. with the blade trilogy. Um, and tonight we're supposed wow. to zoom watch, uh, Blade Trinity tonight, actually. Yeah. Oh, very cool. What, what, what is her name, by the way? I, I'm, I'm I knew you were going to ask that. So anyway, her, her, her name on her birth certificate wow. is Melissa, right? Beautiful name. Beautiful name. Oh, very nice. She okay. prefers yeah. to go by, and I yeah. hate saying this. I hate the nickname she's given herself. Her name is Melissa, but she prefers to go by the name Busy Bitch. Yep, you heard me right. So, oh, I call her busy okay. or the most busy bee, uh, like a like a bumblebee. So this is like her nick, the nickname yeah, she has she, for herself. Before she was nabbed okay. uh, and sent to the big house, she was known for committing many, many, many crimes. And so she was. Everyone was like, "You're busy. Okay. You're a very busy criminal. Busy bee." Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Very. <laughs> Uh, it's gr- nice learning yeah. the origin of that. <clears throat> oh my! So, Mike, I mean, Thank I'm you. happy for you that you know ma- you you're, you've got this romantic thing going on, but um, I don't know. This seems a little bit concerning. Like her nickname alone, the jail time. I don't know. Hey, I don't know if she's as uh, uh, Paula Abdul and MC uh, Scat Cat taught us years ago. Sometimes opposites attract, and I've never been happier. Uh, in okay. a romantic relationship. Sure, we can't, you know, it's not physical for the time being because of uh, circumstances beyond our control. But as soon as this thing blows over, uh, it's going to get really physical really fast. Okay, well, yeah. I don't know. I know you're a lonely guy and you don't, you know, it's hard for you to meet women and stuff. So, especially now. I guess I wish. Well, especially now. So I, I guess I wish you the best, Mike. And uh, okay, you and Busy B. We'll we'll see how that goes. Thank you. Oh boy. Um, I guess before we move on to our big uh, big segment this week, we should uh, yeah once again uh, pass the hat around to our listeners <laughs> and and thank everyone who has so far donated to us on Patreon to help support oh the show. We truly That's appreciate right. it. And thank uh, you. You are super. And we put out. We put out a bonus up for them this week, didn't we? Did you? Yes. Yeah, it had to be re-edited or something, but it's yes, out there. because I made a mistake at first, and then I had to stay up late uh, re-editing it. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, so you, if you if you donate, you get some extra episodes. We're going to do t-shirts. Oh, my God. Yeah, and we've got Thank some you so big announcements otherwise also to make uh, very oh. soon. That's so, right. And even if you, if you can't, if you don't have money to Patreon, even if you tweet about us or something, oh, God, we appreciate that. Tweet about us and or, or Instagram. That's mom. better, isn't it? What's that? Yeah, Instagram's better than tweeting now, isn't it? Instagram is the is really good now. Yeah, yeah, it's where it's at. I love it. Well, um, fuck. I mean, we better do our segment. This has gone really long. Yes, our guest is is waiting insane. for us, and our guest, yeah, pretty much told us he has a limited window. So because our guest has a limited window because he has to do an online uh, yoga class. So we're we're already eating into his time. So why don't I you know. set up the uh, the segment this week, James? All right. Um in the news this week, what's the what's the big news other than coronavirus? 
Well, while well, I'm talking about, sorry, Mike, I didn't oh, let you sorry. answer. I cut you off. I was gonna say Stanley Tucci teaching an online <laughs> uh, martini making class. Is that what you mean? I bet women find that really sexy. That damn video. Women love old men doing stuff around the damn house. A Have you big, noticed this? A bald Italian thin guy. Yeah, I guarantee you they love it. I don't know. I don't know, but I bet they do. Yeah. Anyway, um, the other big thing this week uh, other than that Tan- Stanley Tucci video and coronavirus is the price of oil. Yeah. Uh, yesterday it was it went below $0 because uh the uh, oil companies I guess had to pay places to store it because they're just running out of places to store oil. So oil was was less than 0. Less than zero. So yes. We thought it'd be fun to do a segment um about things that you can do with some of this cheap cheap oil there's a glut of the stuff it's cheaper than it's ever been and Mm. we've got some pretty fun ideas we really do um shall i go first please sir um so my first idea with what to do with some of this cheap cheap oil um is one that's a little bit sexy (laughs) okay um now folks i as a sexually active bachelor, spend thousands of dollars on lube every year, if not tens of thousands. Really? Um, yes. And lube is actually quite difficult to get right now. However, cheap oil can be a godsend in this case. So what I suggest is get a $0 barrel of oil, bring it to your bedroom, pour it all over the bed, and let the oil do the work for you, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Do I make you horny? Ah. What? My God. So, it, for, I'm okay. I, I mean, I know I recognize that oil is very slippery and it's used as a lubricant and, you know, mm-hmm. for machinery and stuff. Mm-hmm. It can't be too healthy for your, um, well, you were, you were doing Austin Powers before. Oil mm-hmm. can't be too healthy for your meat and two veg, can it? Well, there haven't really been any conclusive studies on it. Yeah. So until there are, in my opinion, go wild, baby. How about, is it? What happens if you get crude oil in your, like, in your um, anus? Well, same. I mean, there, I, I haven't seen any damn tests saying you can't put oil in your anus. So, you know, show me the test and I'll, I'll take back the tip. All right. Will do. Um, Jeez, man. Interesting. Narc. Okay. Hope my bed doesn't get ruined from oil splish splashing around. Um, so my first innovative idea for all this oil we have in the world uh, is you can use it for... Practical jokes. That's right. Uh, as listeners will know, I'm a huge fan of uh, laughing and practical jokes and, and, and bloopers. Mm. And I think that mm. all this cheap oil could be used uh, to make some great AFV videos and win some some cash, actually. You know, if you live with uh, relatives, maybe there's an old person in your life that you love or maybe that you have fallen out with, you can just pour some oil on the ground uh, and then set up a camera, and uh, when they come out and walk, they will slip on the oil and hit their he- head on the ground or on the wall, and you will film it, and then that would be a very good uh, video to send to, to Alfonso over at AFV. Is he the host now? He Alfonso Ribeiro? Very much is the host, yes. Wow, okay, very good tip, Mike. Um, well, my second oil tip is uh, something that's going to appeal to all the gamers in the audience, which I know there are many. Um, And uh, gamers love a thing called cosplay, where you get to dress up as characters in video games. Um, 
So why not take this opportunity to get your video cameras out and cosplay one of the most famous video game characters of all time, Donkey Kong. Remember, he was always throwing those barrels of oil down at Mario. He was, in a very dangerous way as well, yeah. He was, so it's kind of a fun opportunity to stage fun cosplay photo shoots for yourself. Um, you know, stand up on something high with a barrel of oil and then throw it down on your friends or children. Yeah, I mean, good. God. I hope everyone's wearing protective gear so no one gets, you know, hurt or, or squished. Uh, to well, Mario didn't need protective gear. And he's just a little fat Italian guy. True. True. So neither do your kids. Okay. Um, my second idea for how to use all the excessive oil in the market right now is, um, hey, what the hell? Use it to light up your house, you know? Oil right now is cheaper than actually paying for electricity to, you know, light up uh, light bulbs and stuff. It's time to go back to what they did in the 19th century. Uh, people used to like their houses up, James, with, with whale oil. Can you believe that? It's time oh. to bring back oil lamps, get this oil going, uh, throw some oil in the fireplace, light it on fire, pour a bucket of oil out and just light it on fire in the, around the house. Uh, it could be romantic. It's, uh, and it, you'll save money and uh, your house will be nice. Okay. Very nice. All right. Well, my final uh, tip, to, uh, oil tip. These are going well, by the way. I think we're, <laughs> we're doing a great service. I think so, too. Uh, my final oil tip is simple and straight to the point. Um, buy some and use it to get rid of weeds or animals you don't like. Um, we all have seen those pesky dandelions pop up in our lawn. Or that dog or cat that just really irritates you. Uh, no matter how much your family members love it. Take some oil. Problem solved. Bye-bye. Do you want to just... That, you want to, yeah. you, you're as bad to animals as uh, uh, Joe Exotic, James. Oh, well, you know I mean, what? Not even he would do that. And he's a, he's a criminal. He also got laid. And I do, too. So maybe Joe Exotic's not as bad as he's painted out to be. Oh, I think it's awful to poison cats and dogs with uh, crude oil. I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, agree to disagree. All right, my third and final uh, idea for for making an innovative use of oil is uh, is this. Everyone who knows me knows I love music. I'm always dancing and singing. And here's your chance to make an instrument out of an oil barrel. That's right. Take an oil barrel, uh, slice it open, and turn it into a... Caribbean steel drum. Before you know it, you'll be uh, playing the soothing sounds of Caribbean music. Uh, I personally have started a Caribbean steel drum uh, troupe with some friends. And don't worry, we stand two meters apart when we're playing. And we play all sorts of island classics together. It's very nice. Oh. I mean, isn't that a bit weird? Aren't aren't all your friends sort of white nerds? I mean, I wouldn't... I wouldn't put it that way, James. No. I don't know what other way you'd put it. It's pretty objectively true, but okay. Music Bunch fans. of white nerds playing Caribbean music. That's going to go over great. Well, when you put it like that, it doesn't sound anyway. All right. It's very healing. Well, that was our segment called Oil Tips. If you have an oil tip that maybe we should know about or you'd like to tell us, be sure to tweet us at LTPodMess. Um, All right, well, why don't we take a break and get right back here with our big guest. Okay. Okay. 
And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the big show. We have a returning guest who actually just returned to his home and native land from America. He's been on the show before. He's a comedian, and he's very funny. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Andrew Johnston. Home Yay. and native land, indeed. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, Andrew. Great to see you over Skype. Great. It's very good to see you both over Skype. Very good. To, you are both very... You are both... Sights for some very sore eyes, and not to mention ears. Oh, Andrew. Oh, yeah. And a very Andrew hungry hole. What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that, oh too. My God. It's been it's been a bit. It's been a minute being out in the Brockville countryside. <laughs> so so <laughs> let's get into that, because you traveled from the heart of Los Angeles to Brockville, Ontario, which is a little bit different. A gorgeous, a gorgeous Silver Lake, Silver Lake, L-A-C-A. Um, so here's a little, here's, here's my saga. Here's my sort of thing. So the Saturday before mid-March, I got um, a friend of a friend who worked in the PM's office, got word that a memo had been Whoa. circulated saying that they were going to be cutting borders to, like, restricting travel, I think, the Wednesday. Um, and that all Canadians returning back to the country at the after which point would need to be mandatorily military quarantined for two weeks. Mm. And so I got that hot tip. I amassed um, a sort of group message with 35 or so Canadians down the state saying, just so you know, this is what I've heard. And some people accused me of being alarmist, uh, I will say. Uh, and no, other people no. took them a while to, uh, to sort of digest or whatever. But I said, this is a heads up because I'm sure that travel is going to become kind of a nightmare. So that right away, a few people, including myself, got tickets out. And so I managed to get... A reasonably priced ticket for, you know, five hundred and fifty dollars. I think back to Toronto Pretty on good. Tuesday, and Pretty then good. looking at prices after that, they just they skyrocketed, of course, because everyone wanted out. But my my bottom line about being in the states had always been like, if I can't get back to my, as you said, home and native land, you know, um, no muss, no fuss, then that it's time to think about a bit of an exunt and. Um, <laughs> Uh, just there, there's a scene from The Handmaid's Tale that's seared into my mind in which Alexis Bledel and Clea Duvall's character are trying to get back to Canada and she's not allowed to leave because she's not a Canadian citizen. And I was just like, oh, that's never going to be me. So, yeah, so I came mm. back. And then also, you know, no money. I'm not spending any money except for rent back in L.A. right now. I was just literally just on the, the just texting with my roommate, my, my roommate Heidi about this, about like, we're going to need to pay an entire quarter of not even living there. Mm. Like, we're just... Heidi Brander? Very Heidi expensive. Brander? Yeah, furniture rental pod. right now. And did Heidi did Heidi also return to Canada? Oh, or did Heidi she got right. She got right the F right. out. Like, she was on the right. first plane back when I sent this message out. Yeah, she's very... Whoa. So She does not okay. mess around. Did you give any thought to yeah. staying? Or, or like you said, once it was kind of like, they might stop... Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. My brother, Robin, um, he texted me saying, just so you know, uh, I think that it's only a matter of time before borders are closed. I think that you, you know, like, I think you should come back. You can stay with mom and dad. It's fine. I was like, okay, as much as I appreciate your concern, <laughs> this is where I live now. I'm not like on a trip, you know? And that was, that was me, a very, a very, a very judgmental impression of your brother who I've never met, but you made him sound very unintelligent. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. He was just like, just so you know, 
just, uh, <laughs> just and, um, and he was right. He was de- he was dead right. And no, but that was on a Thursday night. It all happened so suddenly. Mm. And I will say, L.A. was um, things were closed there before they were closed in Toronto. Oh. Because I remember that weekend seeing shows in Toronto still happening, and maybe that was why. Because I uh, the show that I run in L.A. Um, Wednesdays at the Lyric Hyperion, we got an email from the Lyric saying everything's closed until the end of April. Like they were like everything's mm-hmm. done. I'm like, well, I'm going to go back to Canada where it's not going to be as bad, and also Toronto's still open, so I can do shows there. And yes, <laughs> that might have motivated my 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 thinking as well. And um, but uh, yes, yeah, so it all happened so suddenly. The Wednesday, I remember Wednesday doing my show. I went on a date. Um, at Akbar right after with a BuzzFeed personality. It went terrifically. Sorry, this is in we LA? Snogging. Yes, in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, and I was okay. like, oh, finally, you know, a guy who's Buzzfeed. not horrid that I met there. And I'm just like, things were on the up and fucking up. And then I had a meeting at Three Arts on Thursday. And that was when things started to really close. And things just happened immediately. Wow. We went out to get supplies on the Friday, thinking again, we're going to hunker down for a couple of weeks. And then mm-hmm. I got this alarm, this. The alarm bells, you know, where I the the red flag of my friend finding out the memo had been circulated in the prime minister's office on Saturday, and then and then that day I booked my flight home and and have wow. been since. So wow. five weeks tonight, five weeks today, I've been wow. out. Now, if I can interject, you know, I have definitely dated uh, reporters from the Rebel, but I have never dated someone from BuzzFeed. Mike, have you? Reporters from the Rebel. You know, they're beautiful. Reporters, male and female, at the Rebel. Ezra <laughs> Levant, come on. Well, never say never. It looks like I'm going to be back here for a while, so I'll put that on my uh, <laughs> my bucket list. Uh, except right, replace that B of bucket with another letter, and you get where I'm going. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, well, before, I, I'm going to ask you about that in a moment, but um, James and I do know someone whose parents were quarantined at the... The Trenton uh, yep. Air Force Base. And that's exactly where it would have been. That's exactly where. And I was just like, no, I am not as, as lovely as yeah. come from away seemed. <laughs> not for me. If <laughs> not they for me. forced me to spend 14 days in an Air Force Base, I would defiantly shoot myself in the face. I would not oh, let, and every, them, let uh, do that to me. Every single, you know gay man I've spoken about that they're like oh that would be great I'm like yeah no this isn't like you this isn't like you being in Das Boot Hun like down in the foxhole sucking military dick like this is you gonna be sharing cots next to snowbirds and like oh god you know it's so fucked the weekend before I flew home I was in Las Vegas watching Christina Aguilera like Mm. I was in Las Vegas just living that Vegas life. And it's just, Heidi and I were both there. And we were just thinking like, that was like walking a tightrope over lava. The fact that we were in Las Vegas and did not (laughs) get get multiple plagues, strains of everything you could think of. So, yeah. Do you think that that would be a fun, um, like a fun uh, screwball comedy movie about the one gay guy who got uh, through misfortune got stuck at a an air force base. <laughs> yeah, that would be. It would be like. It would be a very just bleaker come from away without the sort of Newfoundland charm <laughs> that really, really was the star well, that, that guided the circled <laughs> wagons that were come from away. But that character could teach all these, you know, lowbrow kind of. Uh, you know, middle Canadians, how to really live and like, you know, teach them how to dress better and eat better. 
expect. Oh my god, yeah, makeovers. A bunch of Trenton-based <laughs> fucking makeovers. I just, I don't know, it just, it sounded, that was really the thing that I was like, I can't do that, so I'm getting out now. And then yeah. there's someone who I won't mention, I'll tell you off mic, Ooh. who was like, it doesn't Ooh. sound so bad. Like, whatever. Like, worst oh, case wow. scenario, we need to be quarantined in military base for two weeks. Worst case scenario. And I was like, <laughs> you are out of your fucking mind. Um, I think a lot was of people Was it Carla did... Collins? Yeah. <laughs> no, anyway. But I'll, t I'll tell you, like, after. But so... Um, uh, yeah, no, it just, I, there were a lot of people, the big difference I would say between the States and Canada is, um, people in the States, well, because they have a little psychopath or sociopath or something bad, you know, as the head of state really relaying and disseminating, uh, fault misinformation about it. But I think that they really, the mood in the States was, oh, this is only going to be for like a week. This is only going to be, everything's going to be back to normal. Like, we just need to take it day by day. And I'm like, no. The information I'm seeing is more of a month by month, season by season, really, um, mm -hmm. sort of scenario. Because I, I, I do know there were some Canadians being like, well, if I went there, like, could I be back for like April 27th? I have a thing. And I'm like, no, you don't have any fucking thing. You don't. You, no one has anything for the foreseeable future or unforeseeable yeah. future. And so I think that that because I do know a lot of people who are still in LA and I'm like, things are not going to come roaring back. And anyway, whatever. Yeah. So, wow. Well, but wow. yeah, military base. No, thanks. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking like of, of what that Trenton makeover thing could be like. And I guess, it, you know, may I could see it being sort of something like, you know, Hey, Trenton guy, maybe instead of, you know, your goatee and little gold chain and hockey, Canada, hockey Jersey, <laughs> what about a vest and a funky hat? And a funky, you know, you know? Like every rural yeah. Canadian man is fat with a goatee and a hockey jersey and a little necklace. Does that seem right? Well, as, seem right? as someone who yeah. has been marooned yeah. in quarantine in Brockville, Ontario, I can understand why there's just no one to show up for. Let me tell you, I can understand that, that aesthetic and I'm getting there myself, except not with a goatee because I can't grow one. You're looking scruffy, Michael. Oh, me? oh. yeah. Now, listeners can't see, but we're we're on a Skype together, so we can all see each other's uh, faces. And I guess okay. I have a James, of course. James has his magnificent beard, you know. Uh, but mm. you've got quite a quite a. I would not even call it a, a five o'clock shadow. It's it's like a nine. It's a, it's an eleventh <laughs> hour shadow. You should see Mike's uh, hairy chest. Mike, will you open up your shirt and show us your chest? Oh show no, 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 okay. no, okay. Only because we're in quarantine. There you go. Wow. He just mimed doing it, by the way. <laughs> Didn't do it for real. No. <laughs> now, are you... Now, we, we have a, a hard out with you today because you're doing... Well, like you're ish. doing online exercises. And, and I was going to ask, how are you staying healthy uh, throughout quarantine? And do you miss uh, Bodybuilder's Gym on Hyperion Avenue in Los Angeles. Not at all. And do you want to know, do you want to know whose membership will not be renewed mm. if and when I'm back? This one, Andrew J. Johnston. No thanks, oh, Bodybuilders Gym. You've lost a customer. Um, I've realized I just don't need it. Now, I, so I'm with a studio called One Down Dog in Silver Lake that, that I had um, this arrangement with. A lot of yoga studios <laughs> do this where you volunteer to mop floors oh, and or oh. just do various errands That's and in exchange for a reduced-priced membership. So I'm still on that, an unlimited thing, and I do virtual classes. And that's been one saving grace. Mm. So, in fact, I prefer mm. it to being there in person. Interesting. Any celebs? 
in your classes that you oh, had to mention? Oh, at One Dog, absolutely. <laughs> My goodness. I, I, well, of course, I back back when stand-up comedy was a discipline, I used to have a bit about doing a class <laughs> next to Stranger Things, uh, the actor Galen Matarazzo, who played the actor Dustin, oh, who... Oh. Um, uh, was uh, very precocious, to say the is least. Is that right? No, sorry. So he, of the kids, he's the sort of... Um, the one with the cleft um, palate okay. or no teeth. Or there we the go. unusual there looking we go. one. Gotcha. Yeah. So he was precocious. Oh, very. Right next to me, too. How so? Right next to me. How oh. so? Um, it, in that, he just kept, he kept on uh, cracking jokes. I don't care for that screenshot, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike just sent his screenshot. Michael just took a screenshot, screenshot that was very in the middle of um of a consonant that I, <laughs> was not a good look. In any event, no, he was he just kept on cracking jokes about like, is this over yet? Whoa, no way. And I guess he knows everyone knows. Oh, that's the kid from Stranger Things. I would have slapped him so hard. He. Uh, <sighs> It was he not pleasant. It was, if you know me, I have very little, like, I, I was just like, this is a fucking nightmare. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> no, seriously. And, you know, he just kept on being like, you got to be kidding me. Whoa. Like, are you serious? <laughs> and, like, he just, he but, like, loud enough for the entire room to hear. Because, yeah, no, he did know very much that, you know, he's just someone who... And I think a lot of child actors are, are of the mentality of like, everyone's rooting for me. And I just can't stand that. I, can't. I feel like a lot of child actors become demented. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, well, he's be, definitely. They become really weird people. Yeah. Well, Sorry, no and so speaking Sorry, of child no actors, weird. actually, so one of the instructors at One Down Dog is um, a lady by the name of Aaron Sanders, who is a former child actor okay. Um, okay. and still and continue, continues to be an actor. But she was on a show called Zoe 101, which um, the star, the main line, the headliner of that uh, is one uh, Jamie Lynn Spears, which okay. is a sister of okay. one Britney Jean Spears. Right. And it was a longstanding show that ran on Nickelodeon or something. And she was a sort of brainiac girl. She was sort of like dud friend the real egghead uh who wore glasses and ties and stuff <laughs> and she teaches um yeah she teaches several classes i've actually done a virtual class with her and just for the love of yoga she does it that's just sort of a uh, just a, a passion of hers and so she is a legitimate celeb and you can tell who's there to take her classes because they're like oh i'm taking quinn from zoe 101's class wow otherwise wow. Uh, an actress from uh from um Orange is the New Black. Ooh, who? Diane Guerrero. Ooh, who? I've seen in class. She played Maritza. Uh, and who, then... Who, wait, who's Maritza? Maritza. She, oh. Do you remember how there were these two girls who... Did you... Are you familiar with yes, Orange is the New Black? Yes, I have watched several seasons. So do you remember during the riot, the prison riot uh, yeah. season, her and the other girl, Flocka, had phones and became viral celebrities by doing prison makeup tutorials and stuff? Is, is she the sort of one who talks like that? That one? <laughs> sort of, yeah, she's yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. Cute. And she's very pretty. Yeah, and she, she's got yeah. black hair. That one? <laughs> this that is one? A this is exactly who that is, James. Oh, yeah, I like her. That was oh, great. Wow. Cool. So I've seen her. And then Holly Madison, who was one of Hugh Hefner's oh. main girlfriends from The Girls Next Door. Ooh. She showed up Ooh. occasionally. Wow. Was she nice? Oh, no, apparently she was not. I hadn't seen her, but they've told me that she she comes there and apparently no, she comes in, averts eye contact with everyone, sits at the front, wow. just does her thing, and then she's out of there. But that would be the extent of it. Uh and then the, uh, the other really pertinent celebrity encounter I've had that I think would be very in the crosshairs of this podcast frame of references. Um, mm -hmm. One day, whilst walking down Fountain Avenue, I crossed paths 
immediately in front of none other than Moby. Wow. Was he with Natalie Portman? Electronica God. Yeah. No, he was not yeah. with Natalie Portman. So, because what is her problem? <laughs> Moby, if I recall correctly, owns a like vegan cafe somewhere in Silver Apparently. Lake. Apparently. Like, Apparently, it's right around there. Wow. Right. Yeah. I've really not right. eaten out very much around LA. I've also haven't gone out to restaurants. But um, I, yeah, get it. Yeah, I just made a, I made an innuendo. <laughs> but I, yeah. I get it. Until get the it. last I mean, Wednesday that I was there, I was a terrific date. But sorry, go on. Well, uh, back to Moby, because this is, this, I think you're the first guest we've ever had on the show who has stood face to face with Moby. Um, yeah. Did you, did you? Do a double take? A spit take? Yes, you... I did. And he saw me do a double take. And I'm forever going to need to live with the indignity of having done a double take <laughs> to Moby. And you know he thought, that guy just did a double take because I'm Moby. He looked very snooty. He mm. looked very, he was just like very like, like he had a real scowl, real glower on mm, as he was really? walking down the street. And yeah, so. In all serious, I was joking about the Natalie Portman thing, but that was nuts. Remember that? He was like. You know, we dated, and then she was like, "No, we didn't." And then, and then he's like, "Why would she say we didn't date? We did." And he, like, first of all, he was talking about a time <laughs> when she was like nineteen and he was like forty. And then also, you probably weren't dating, you bald dumb idiot. If she didn't think you were, if she didn't think you were, <laughs> you bald dumb idiot. No, I mean completely. I think that there's probably a lot of that. I think there are probably a lot of like meetings and stuff that people think are dates and <laughs> and like repeated meetings. And think he probably thought, you know what? She probably she probably looks for a thinking woman's man, and that's me. Yeah, yeah, really. I did. I, <laughs> I will admit. She's probably going to see through admit, the. Sorry. I will admit, in probably 1999, I did buy and listen to the Moby Play CD. Did either of you guys? Hey, yeah, well, you? it was huge. It was a big album. It was huge. It was huge. Yeah. Do you remember his huge. his duet with Gwen Stefani, sure Southside, which was sure sort of do. a a sardonic take. On on hip hop videos of the time, oh, yeah, I do remember. But could that. also yeah, be taken literally that. as if it was an actual hip hop video, and mm. but there was an there was a cloud of plausible deniability <laughs> that Moby just naturally had because he just again electronic a pioneer. The song I remember on that play CD was. Do you remember this one? Why does my heart feel so bad? Yes. Why does my soul yeah, feel so bad? So bad. It's not porcelain, but it's something. It's like it's named something yeah. like that because I think I'm thinking of the song from that Leonardo DiCaprio movie, The Beach, mm. um, that was on there. Like it was like. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking. about. And yeah, yeah, do do do. Yeah, something like that. And then he also. He had another song called um, "We Are All Made of Stars." Yeah. Oh yeah. Like people may come together, and he sang on yeah. it, and it was just like, yeah. "How is this allowed? How did we allow Moby, mm. who is like not a lot to look at or a lot to listen to, have hit?" You know, I, I don't mean to <laughs> so, to take the. Oh, sorry. Were you? Did you have another Moby point, Mike? Uh, I did have a point. If I could raise this please, point please. during our discussion, um, it's, it pertains to Moby. Um, his restaurant in Los Angeles. It's a vegan restaurant. It's called Little Pine. And I don't know oh, yeah. you guys, yeah. but I can't think of one celebrity who I'd like, or another person who I'd less like to have touch my food than Moby. <laughs> Rob Zombie? <laughs> I wouldn't like Rob Zombie to touch my food. His restaurant's right food? around the corner. Rob Zombie. Because you'd think oh he'd have God. poo on his hands or something. I mean, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I have poo on my hands. <laughs> Plasma. 
Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. You know, you were talking, Andrew, about like, it's crazy that Moby was sort of a rock star. I really do love Phil Collins. And I just think it's crazy <laughs> that he was like a huge pop star and he's this little British guy. Like, isn't that Yeah, nuts? he's puny. Like, like all his big hits. Yeah. That, that would never happen now, would it? You'd never have a Phil Collins. Oh, there Collins. are tons. I mean, Sheryl Crow wouldn't be a pop star anymore. Yeah. Despite the fact that she's a knockout, she was in her mid-30s when she started. Right. And it just, you couldn't be in your 30s. You'd be, a, you'd be a crone to beat the band now. Taylor Swift <laughs> is long in the tooth now to be. What explains, then, the phenomenon of Ed Sheeran? Cause while he's young, he does look he's like young. a crouton that rolled under a couch. <laughs> I think that he reminds people of what is it, Ronald Weasley or whatever from the <laughs> Beasley Weasley, yeah, Ron, Ron Weasley. like the redheaded guy from Harry Potter. I think he rode in on that sort of an archetype that is embedded in certain generations' consciousness. But beyond the fact, I think Taylor Swift was, yeah, she was just a fan of his music, so she had him onto her opening for her, oh. and I think that's how he sort of built um, not a grassroots, but. Uh, you know, a, gr- a grass middle I, uh, sort of. I, he looks like a spitting image mm. puppet. <laughs> I didn't realize until yeah. like a month ago that he he was he sang that song. I'm in love with the body. <laughs> I just I did not think that was him. I thought he was like that was uh, terrific, James. You know, those banjo that banjo band, uh, whatever those guys were called a few years ago. Oh, I'm blanking on him. <laughs> like the Lumineers, yeah, or something like that, yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah, I know what you're you talking about. You know those guys? About. No, that's, yeah. Whatever. They were like old-timey band. Eh, who cares? There was a b- big wave of those sort of things, like the yeah. Lumineers. Mumford and, the, and Sons. And the, Mumford and the, Sons, that's Mumford what I was looking Sons. for. Mumford and Sons, you know, that, that sort of stuff, yeah. yeah. So, no, that's Ed Sheeran, and he's had quite a few hits now. He's got quite a footprint. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Andrew, do you, did you have a, because um, you hadn't been in L.A. for a full year yet, right? How long had you been there before you came back? Nine months. Nine months. The amount of time that a woman takes to make a baby. Um, Did you, how did you find uh, trying to insert yourself into the comedy scene there? It's a little bit different than it is in in Toronto. I mean, I loved it. I was having a great time. I was having a great time. I, I was, you know, making a lot of relationships, um, which is, that's the toughest thing about LA, just because it's very spread out. You don't see each other a lot. Like Mm -hmm. there's no hub like Comedy Bar where you're bound to run into the same people every, you know, I mean, the mic that I host is sort of, is sort of that in, in, in regard, but that's a certain segment of, of, of comedians there. But uh, no, I mean, in, in nine months, I thought. I wasn't struggling. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, like I wasn't like, oh my god, this place is eating me up. It's chewing me up. You were chewing it up. <laughs> well, I wasn't chewing oh, it okay. up, but um, no, I definitely didn't feel out of my depth. Now, that's for can sure. Can I ask and, a question, Andrew? Unless this is too personal, is there a difference in dating between LA and Toronto? Ooh. Is it, did you real notable difference? Notable difference is that there aren't normal people in LA. Oh. Like everyone's <laughs> in the business or something. Everyone's in yeah. some sort of business. And, um, are you no, on Raya? What's that? Are you on Raya, the dating? Uh, dating uh, no, Raya. no, I am not on Raya yet. Holding out though, <laughs> was apparently Raya is not even that great. Oh, apparently, my. it's just sort of like professional women and men who are DJs. <laughs> okay. Like it's just sort of like like they'll get women who are actually like professional who make their own money and they're like. 
you know, and then like the men are DJs who are like wow. there for promotional or to be bankrolled. A lot of people, and I say, I, I've said this as sort of a half joke before, but it's not really. A lot of people do sex work. Like a lot of people do low-key sex work. Hmm. Um, hmm. Quite legitimately, like they'll they'll have rendezvous that they are paid a sum for, um, but it's not you know it's not as obvious as placing a magazine in a back page of a classified, right. or it's not as straightforward as that. I would say, but um, like a sugar baby kind of thing, sorry, like a what? sugar baby kind of thing. Kind yes, of thing. yeah, I I do know. I met someone who is on a retainer, Whoa. like a male, Whoa. a man who was on a retainer to Whoa. see a woman twice a Whoa. week. Oh, and it was a man with a woman. Yes, Not to be, but yeah. usually you think men would be the ones, whether they're gay or straight, to have a little sugar baby thing that they pay money to. <laughs> interesting. And I know that as well. But isn't that true? But a woman had a guy on retainer. Wow. And do you know yeah, what? Like was she stud. older? Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you yeah. know how that works? No, like, an older that? professional woman and, uh, and just a young, a young, a young, a young punk. And uh, just punking around, oh. trying to make ends meet. Did he find it hard to sort of get aroused <laughs> for this woman? No, I didn't. I didn't speak with him okay. um, in so okay. much as like I didn't speak with him. Like I didn't delve into it to that level. Mm. But uh, I, I do know that there was an arrangement. Wow. And okay. Yeah, and it was a twice a week. It was a twice a week commitment. So is that how it works? I don't know why I'm asking you. Like you know. But that, is that kind of how it works? So they'll be like, yeah, you get a certain amount of money a month and then we hang out once or twice a week or whatever. That right. was the only person who had an arrangement that I knew. Yeah. Other people that I've met, other people that I met have cavalierly or will cavalierly say like, there's like this guy who um, said, can I blow you for X amount of dollars? And I was like, <laughs> yes. Huh. Wow. wow. Or like, oh, I'll be, yeah, like I just went to go and do that. And this guy, blah, 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 paid me like. It's just, it's very matter of fact. But then also what I've said, like, oh, sex work. They're like, no, it's not sex work. Right. Huh. Right. It's just me getting, like, paid for some guy to blow me. That's not, and I'm just like, what, you know, well, the, whatever you need to. Wait, the guy yourself. was paying Which, to like, blow one, like, him? If I could get hard for something like that, sure. and if I was, like, if I was, like, in a seller's market, any position to be to sell, like, I would have no problem with that. My God, <laughs> supply and demand. The guy was James, paying would you, to, how much would you, sorry. No, I didn't mean to interrupt. How I much would I charge? <laughs> It depends how long far I would need to travel, mm. um, because again I would need to Uber, and that because that's another reason that like dating in LA, like I flake a lot because I'm like I don't want to take a ten dollar Uber somewhere yeah. to find out that I don't vibe with someone, and like I've also had like perfunctory sex with people, like I've had kind of like okay you came all this way like sex with people because it's like. It would be very inconsiderate of me to not, you know, whatever. So it's sort of like, yeah. Um, oh. Oh. Whereas in Toronto, you know, it's just like, well, I'm going to take the TTC there. Mm -hmm. So the risk, mm -hmm. the risk versus reward of this is very, you Right, know. you meet someone at a bar. If it doesn't go well, you can just walk to another bar. Then you walk home or take the subway. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hop on the huh. college no, streetcar. <laughs> to get some ass, baby. Yeah, I think the farthest I ever went was my old place, which was at Broadview and Danforth, and I went up to Young and Eglinton. Um, and that oh. that's like the law, the farthest. But it was for a very depend, like it was for someone that I had met like at a bar before. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. So I knew that it was like a sure thing that would be worthwhile to some extent. But still, I, even thinking about that commute now, <laughs> like it's not gonna it's not gonna take less than forty minutes. You know, <laughs> just like. Oh, God. Hard as a rock the whole time. I've been there myself.
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. On the subway. Oh my <laughs> god. That reminds me of that tale about you when oh my god. Can we talk can we tell what? it, James? Do you know where I'm going with this? I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna I I'm just know. gonna tell it on this. Um James was talking one night, um, they were just at the Transact, Tom Henry was bartending and they were just all hanging out and James was talking about the phenomenon of whiskey dick. Of just being like, Have you ever had, you know, a little too much to drink and you just you know, like it's quite happen and michael velasso goes really that's never happened to me before <laughs> very definitively it was a wow that's alpha move by mike never happened before what can i say you know i love that's one of my favorite stories about you i forget when you told me about that james but, oh i've had that in my pocket for a while oh my goodness don't cut it out leave it in um in any event, so I have no, I have no doubt that you would be hard as a rock on that entire forty-minute subway voyage from Broadview and Danforth up to north of Eglinton, at Young and Eglinton. I forgot that there was about a ten-minute walk oh, off boy. the grid. This wow. must have been quite a quite a rendezvous. The if next time you're able to come to Toronto, you got to check out what's going on at Young and Eglinton right now. It's under a lot of construction. A lot of things are being Still? built there. Of- yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. God. Oh, how obnoxious. Um, I will be back in Toronto before LA. I imagine I'll sort of touch down there in between um, going back. But um, right now we're basically thinking like, okay, the next time we go down there, it's going to be to move our shit somewhere else. Because I'm really hoping this resets the rental market. Yeah, well, could Airbnb do. is could being do. basically just like decimated everywhere, isn't it? I didn't realize about Airbnb that... Like my read on Airbnbs were they were investment properties from people who were already rich and they were like, well, let's just get this thing and charge money and it will be a whipped cream allowance. And it's not (laughs) at all. It's people who it's people. It's like get rich quick people who spend everything that they can to get this property that then they charge this for to barely keep their head above water. And now like even a two week dip of them not being able to let these things out on Airbnb have have stretched them beyond thin and they're going to need to foreclose. Yeah. And so you're going to have this influx of new units coming on the market because all of these, you know, people who just thought, Hey, a scheme's a scheme, but well, you know, me and the other landlords are going to rise up and the, I, I don't want to, <laughs> I'm just going to say the streets are going to run with blood if we aren't bailed out here. So I think that landlords, Ooh, and this is the landlord and tenant pod. Mess. Yeah. I think yeah, that I'd, I'd be sweating. I'd be sweating bullets right now if I were a landlord because there's a lot more renters than there are. Well, we're ready to and... take arms as well. So we're so. ready to take arms. Andrew, speaking of, oh, speaking of arms, because you were living in America, did you buy yourself a gun when you were down in, America, in Los Angeles? I've thought about it. I've thought about it for sure. Yes, I've thought about it. That'd be wild. I could see that being in my, I could see that being. It'd be wild if you came back to Toronto like, hey guys, look at this. And then you have a big gun in your belt. (laughs) No, I've I've thought about if I was to have my own property, because I do live in a very secure building back in LA, actually. Like it's, it's sort of like a Melrose place style building with other young, young professionals, aspirant you know, business, people in the business. And, um, but it's very secure. It's got like a locked gate and bars on the window and everything. But if I was to live in like a house, I would get a sawed off shotgun because then you wouldn't need, 
you wouldn't your aim could be flexible yeah, right. like you could you know because right. then it just it would fire a bunch of things at once and so you would just need to kind of fire in the vicinity but um california is also a pretty pretty safe safe state you know um so i don't think that i would be I don't, it's not open carry or anything. Like you couldn't have those pro- protests with people with AK-47s, like at the marching on the capital of Sa- Sacramento. That wouldn't be allowed in California. So that's decent. Yeah, that whole thing. I will say the prevalence of guns has not been as nearly um, at the forefront of my mind as I thought it would be. I would say more living in the states. Uh, the lack of health co- health care is way more prevalent, way more at the, fro- the the forefront. Because I know people. I know people, comics, like, they don't have insurance. They've never had insurance. Like, going to a hospital for them is just not in the realm of possibility that they would do. Whereas if, like, we got sick, it would be like, oh, maybe I'm going to need to go to the go to the hospital. That's just not even yeah. a possibility. It's sort of like, you know, Canadians can be a bit, like, um, snooty about stuff, I feel like, compared to America. But that is one thing I do think is legitimately insane. Like, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that. Yeah, it's insane. So that's way more at the forefront than than guns would be. And to be perfectly honest, I mean, I've heard about shootings happening in back in Toronto <laughs> more than I have like in LA since I've been there. So right. yeah, right. yeah. Check the stats. I never knew you to be because we were talking about the TTC before. I never knew you to drive a car in Toronto. How are you adapting to uh, being a motorist in Los Angeles? Well. Um, I'm not. I'm uh, I, 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 I'm a ride sharer is what I am. Okay. Uh, as of right now, that's it, it would be very different, I think, if one were to have a job in a Culver City or a, you know, beautiful downtown Burbank or something mm-hmm. that one would mm-hmm. need to go to every Same day. Uh, but as of right now, I would say that I might take a round trip once to twice a week. And it's much more affordable in Los Angeles than it is in Toronto. And I'm actually quite, I'm, I'm shocked and appalled at Uber prices when I come back to Toronto, um, which I, again, I take more now because I'm very used to the convenience of it all. And, um, but no, as of right now, I would spend less, I spend less on Ubers than I would having a car, like gas, lease, insurance, all of that stuff. Yeah. Fair. Um, so, so Andrew, I'm just curious, what, uh, you know, you're in quarantine, obviously you're in Brockville. Uh, are you? No, I'm done uh, quarantine. Oh, okay, now. sorry, you're, but you're at home. <laughs> I can go out. I've been out maybe twice or thrice, and I haven't liked what I've seen when I've gone out. <laughs> I I have not cared for it. I I went to a giant tiger with my mother one day, and I was horrified about it. Quite frankly, I was like, what? I'm not doing this again. Just people were not socially distancing. People were, yeah. and I just I I forbade her to go back, <laughs> um, outside of seniors' hours. Um, and I just, I, I, yeah, I was, I also, I'm not like a hypochondriac, but I did feel that thing where it's just kind of like, you can just feel like these germs crawling all over you when you're in there and you're like, so I'm, I'm sticking pretty close to home. Okay. Are you, so are you like binge watching any shows or anything like that? Or are you doing any shows? What's that? Or, or doing any shows also. Yes, I've done a few. I hosted. I I was the first virtual guest co-host of Sunday Night Live on Sunday, which was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I mean, having these things to do, actually getting wrangling costume items and stuff, it, it made me feel something. Uh, what was your favorite character? What's what that? Was your favorite character from. Sunday I did Night a Live? character, um, a woman who 
had been had been um, a female character, but like it was just to be like a busybody mom named Brenda who had really fallen into uh, watching true crime documentaries um, on Netflix <laughs> and was very had to attend a virtual baby shower, I think, and was just like, "Have you heard, have you seen this Jeffrey Dahmer thing?" Well, he was very handsome, but and then I remember at some point talking about how he was a cannibal. <clears throat> well, he co his mostly his mostly blackmail victims were decapitated, except save for their genitals, which are preserved and encased in jars of acid in this pantry like some sort of ghoulish museum of dicks <laughs> and then he ate there and so it was just she got very excited about that and anyway so that was that was fun oh. well mike really mike really steamrolled my question about are you watching any shows but Sorry. God. i mean i'm I had am, to get to these I, zoom shows andrew's doing i guess yeah yeah oh my god do you know what i am doing is re-watching things. I'm not watching okay. things. And I, I've, okay. I've, I've heard that that has become quite a phenomenon during quarantine and that people are re-watching things that they've already watched because they know how it's going to end. And that's the sort of like psychological reflex that we're having during this okay. very uncertain okay. pandemic. What are you re-watching? Oh God, what have I not re-watched? All of Drag Race, of course. Um, uh -huh. Sex and City. Sure day, you stay. Yes, that's right. And then, I mean, I'm watching the, are you watching this season? I'm a couple seasons behind. You're a couple seasons behind. Okay. Well, there's a currently we're in the midst of season 12, which, uh, well, this isn't a spoiler alert. One of the queens has been disqualified because she, this is an interesting story. Did you hear about this? Yeah. She was like catfishing somebody or something. Here's Catfishing something. young actors that she went that he Joey Joey Gugliamelli is his oh, Christian not name. Very Wait, there are Italians allowed on Drag Race? Oh boy, are there? My God. Wait. I, I, I shudder to think what Drag Race would be if not for um, Italian Americans. <laughs> it's their greatest contribution to American culture. <laughs> I'd say, yeah. And um, anyway, so this one, uh, this one queen, Joey Gugliamelli, aka Sherry Pie, was catfishing members like uh, various guys that he went to like musical theater school with to be like, there's a, there's a, like I'm working as this assistant casting director for this casting director named Allison Mossy. Completely made up. Mm. That he made up like mm. a Gmail, AllisonMossley at gmail.com, and a fake theater that she worked for wrote fake sides for a fake oh, play wow. named Bulk that he would then direct these people to do self tapes for. But they all resulted in basically like, and these are just musical theater school twinks, like 22, <laughs> like just little bambinos. You know? Yeah, basically, yes, Bambino, there you go. And so they would need to, like, fumble through these fake sides for this fake play named Bulk, being like, oh, man, all this testosterone that I'm developing is really getting me ripe. And, like, needing to fake wow. snip their pits and stuff. Like, I'm getting so bulky. Oh, and, like... <laughs> And and more devious things too. I think that he did like make one basically masturbate on or like boy, he's yeah. going. Geez, this is a heck of a play audition I'm doing here. <laughs> boy, oh boy, I have to wank off okay. and to completion. Okay. Uh, yeah, to and completion. so so this all came this all came out like the week that it premiered, and so they mm -hmm. needed to do a thing where they've gone back and they've like edited her out, and like that's really screwed with the whole sort of wavelength of the show because this person makes the top four. 
And so now mm. it's like, in light of those developments, they've been disqualified, blah, 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 blah. So, and I don't know how they're wow. going to do the finale of it because they usually film it live. I was supposed to go to it in LA, as a matter of fact. Um, yeah, but uh, so I'm re-re-watching that, re-re-re-watching Sex and the City. Re -re I just re-watched the entire Hunger Games quadrology last <laughs> night. I don't think I ever got to the last one. I loved the first two. Oh yeah, no. The last one's in two parts: Mockingjay parts yeah, I think one I and two. It a bit boring. I think I saw the first part. Well, the first one, yeah, and it was. As, as a book purist, I was like, well, I don't know what they're going to do with that first one because there's not a lot of action on that first, mm. you know, first part of the book. Mm. The action's on the second part. But mm. I thought, I thought it was one quick good. RuPaul yeah. follow-up: Michelle Visage, hot or not? Yes. Hot or not? Hot or not? Hot. I think so too. Um, I, I mean, too. well, buxom. You know, yeah. raven-haired. That seems to be yeah. your wheelhouse. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a Michelle guy. Michelle and guy. a Jewess to boot. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. Italians and Jews on Drag Race. <laughs> What's your? Th What's that? Oh, I said Italians and Jews on Drag Race. It's on yeah, Harvey I know. Well, it's not it. The you, buck doesn't. You know stop who sometimes? There. I'm the last Drag Race thing. You know who the judge that sometimes kind of annoys me a bit. I don't know why. Who? I don't. I forget his name, but you know the guy who has quite a high voice, sort of a Ross cherubic guy. Yeah, I don't know why he kind of bugs me. Hello, Ross. Yeah. Hell, yes, yeah. right. L Ross, the intern from Jay Leno back in the day, <laughs> if you can believe that it. Who he is? Yeah. Uh, both him and and Michelle Visage and Carson Kressley, they've all had they've had so many careers, you know, and it's just oh. great to see them all wind up together on this and you know so it's great has ross ever been on an episode of jay leno's garage where like does does ross collect <laughs> classic cars i don't know cars? good question about if they're even in contact let alone if he collects classic cars to be on jay leno's garage which to me i just nothing would be more unpleasant than being in jay leno's garage and having to listen to jay leno talk about his classic roadsters and smelling those jeans he's been wearing every day for years God. Oh, like I, no. Jay, I bet he wears those same jeans every damn day and they stink. Do you know who else had um, uh, a coterie of classic cars? Who? Another comedian. Who? Comedian who? being the. Phyllis Diller. <laughs> Phyllis Diller really? had cars. Phyllis oh, Diller. Had cars. She had a collection of classic roadsters wow. to likely rival Jay Leno's. Maybe That's he had her killed crazy. so that she wouldn't threaten his. <laughs> threaten the throne. <laughs> Maybe Jay Leto had Phyllis Diller killed and only to make it seem like natural causes at the age of 98. <laughs> Remember there was when a story when Jay Le sorry. Oh, sorry. Years ago, what what's that um dinner theater in Mississauga? Like uh I forget what it's called. I know what you're talking about. Phyllis yeah. Diller was in Toronto doing dinner theater in Mississauga and during the time she was in town her chauffeur got run over with her car, and then the story came out that she was behind the wheel at the time and had accidentally run over and killed her own chauffeur. And now that's a way to go. <laughs> wow. And that wow. was one of Phyllis Diller's classic roadsters. <laughs> like it would have been it would have been a roadster originally owned by Liberace or something, like or by 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 like Vincent Price. Or like, <laughs> Bella Lugosi or something. <laughs> All of her contemporaries back in the day. I just had to like, look up who Phyllis Diller is. I actually didn't know who that was. You don't know Phyllis Diller? No, I mean, I know the name. James, come on. She's James, the first. Who was she in? She's the first female 
stand-up comic. James, oh, we talk about Phyllis Diller like at least once every two episodes. I can't believe. I know I've been bluffing. I've been bluffing. <laughs> Man, um, do you know what I greatly enjoyed? Which I watched. Uh, I pirated earlier this year. Speaking of things that I watched, and I wish that I would have saved for now that I'm back in Canada with Crave because it's a Crave original, New Eden. That's right, Evany Rosen's show and Kayla Lorette. Kayla Lorette, but with the, the the two of you had very high yes, point appearances we're on. In, we're in it. It's a, a. I think it's a great show and very. Uh, you know, a lot of times Canadian shows, you're a bit like eh, okay. But it's very un-Canadian in, in that way. You, it's a really original, creative show. Check it out, folks, if you have Crave. Oh, it's great. J- James plays a real dim-witted lawyer. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Michael plays uh, a morning, a morning, not zoo, but a morning chat yes, show host. Right. I'm and there very yeah. briefly, James has a more substantial role, but um, I, I like to think that I made, made my mark. Well, it's nice, it's oh, nice that they reached out to, to podcasters <clears> and, you know... Real estate podcast host to, you know. To, Real, you which know? Uh, just t- goes to show you, exposure is everything. Absolutely. Are you potting? Are you potting at the, on the West Coast when, when you were back there? Were you on? on back there? Yes, I was. On- I did a very enjoyable podcast with a comedian named Adam Newman right before I left called oh, Butt Talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. Love him. Love him. And, um, and it's a, well, it's a podcast about butts. So. Oh, okay. What, what, I mean, not to ape what he, you know, that material, but... Just general butt talk. I mean, yeah, I think that a lot of his, uh, a lot of, a lot of the episodes are scatological in nature, um, okay, which is to say they're about poo. Right. Mine was not. Well, mine was tangentially. It was, it was about analingus. <laughs> oh, licking up someone's butt. Yes. So it was a fulsome, fulsome conversation examined from everyone. Is there a different style, a different analingus style between people in L.A. and people in maybe Toronto or Brockville? I bet people in L.A. have a little napkin and go, oh, you know, let me just dab this in there. And people in Brockville go right at it. Yeah, they have bidets. Everyone, bidets come with every single unit, even government housing. Um, so in L.A. No, LA, I really couldn't tell you. I really was not that um, promiscuous down in LA. Okay. I really, I think I had all of two and then this final date that I was on, yeah, no, I, I really, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't very gadding about down there. I was there to work. You were there to work? <laughs> I'm not here not to make friends. It. I'm here to work. Not well, work no, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm throwing, throwing the dating scene under the bus because I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to work. Yeah, so, yeah. or was there to work. No, I just, uh, you so know. Speaking no. of that, sorry, and Mike, there's no chance you've seen this. Andrew, have you seen the Netflix show Too Hot to Handle? <laughs> oh, I've watched a few. Is that the show where they're all like they're on like some sort of like Love Island esque yes. resort, but they yeah. can't have sex? Yes. So these no dumb interest hot people get on this island, and they really set it up like, oh, we're going to be having a lot of sex, and then they aren't allowed to have sex or masturbate. Why aren't? <laughs> and they have to do all these horny hot things together. But what is it? And the they Proud have, Boys. So <laughs> How are the? <laughs> it's, and there's a hundred thousand dollar pot, and every time they kiss or something, they dock three thousand dollars off the pot. So every time I mean, we don't even know what the penalty is if you have sex. So yet. Wow. So yeah. Or masturbate, which like do they? Mm. If they, if the cameras are not present present in like bathrooms. How are you? To, how are you to tell if they? I've seen a like, scene, I've seen a shot in the shower. So maybe could they be filming them on the toilet? <laughs> I don't know. I, I've heard that that's a real. 
I've heard in this sort of like in in reality television, lo not lore, but like this sort of code of conduct is no, you you uh, mm -hmm. you, okay. you steer clear of the sense. yeah. There's maybe one designated bathroom. Right. Okay. I was gonna say maybe they put a chemical in the toilet water or on the the Kleenexes mm. that if any jizz. Uh, touches the water or Kleenex, it turns purple or something, and they're they're busted. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah, there's a yeah that would be. A, I would just like that recreationally. <laughs> sure. Like I would just like that sure. to be very accessible for just everything. I would just want to see. I want to see who's covered in jizz and how much. <laughs> there's a there's Fair a enough. guy on Too Hot to Handle who's like, um, yeah, I have sex every night, and it's always with a different girl. And it's like who? No, that's not true. There's no way. Who has time for that, or even wants to? Really? Is Every he like a bodybuilder, <laughs> or is he like? <laughs> no, he's yeah. just some schlub. All right. That's the thing, too. How old is he? Eh, probably thirty, twenty-eight. A lot of them are like. That's 80. a little long a lot of them are like for that appetite. I mean, he's probably putting it on. But no, I have I haven't seen this too hot to handle show. It's not great. Yeah, just it's not that. as good as the circle. No. Circle was amazing. Circle. I thought. I haven't even seen that. I haven't seen that. I haven't oh seen Love God. Is Blind. I haven't seen any of these things. Because like again, I'm I'm really not giving new things very much chance. Oh, I did see a really good movie that I heard about on a podcast called The Hunt. I don't know if you've heard about this. Oh, um, right. it's basically like a Hunger oh, Games right. meets um, meets Kill Bill sort of thing. Basically, twelve deplorables, like the people who have been marching on the state capitals yeah. to say like end yeah. our lockdown and stuff. They're rounded up and they're hunted by wealthy liberal elites. <laughs> so and it's like a right wing movie. Sort of. <laughs> it doesn't quite go where you think it's going to. Okay. But, um, like, I mean, the whole purpose of it was that it start like, it, the thing called the manor. Like, this, it was like a, a right-wing conspiracy that, like, like we're being routed up and hunted by liberals. And I, I don't want to spoil it okay, for you. Okay, so it it's a twist on it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really mind, Mike. Do you? There's basically, <laughs> there's basically a twist at the end where it's just like, it's like, they, they were like the this group of liberal elites were joking about it, okay. like joking, making fun of the fact that these that these um, these right wing people were had this conspiracy theory, and then texts texts got leaked, and then they were all fired because no, it's too hot. We can't have you joking about that. So then all of their careers were ruined. So then they decided to actually actually make this happen, and at the end, the sort of last oh. girl standing is like is like, so we were right. Like, you are doing this. She's like, but only because you made us. And, you know, like, yeah, we're doing this because you made us wow. do it. And wow. anyway, and so it's very, it's, it's, it was an interesting premise on the fact that, and I, I think, you know, you have, I think you have these, like, right-wing idiots, like, who are going, uh, going with all these conspiracy things, and you have, like, a sort of oblivious or, like, ambivalent left that I think you'll see start to, like, actually mobilize and start, like, <laughs> start being actually injurious to these people, because I don't think that they are yet. I don't know if that makes sense, but it was very interesting, and it was only 90 minutes, so that was a very economical size of something for me to digest in one sitting. Yeah. I have plans to rewatch yeah. Forrest Gump. And see, <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, because I've heard that that's very insufferable now. And it's very like, it's just, it's just like really like white male, like gone, you know, centrism gone amok. So I'm, I'm going to rewatch that and see how, how well that stands up now. Just to let you guys know, Ben Shapiro, the conservative, uh, the very good looking conservative uh, commentator tweeted on February 12th. So I've seen the hunt. Suffice it to say that the hubbub surrounding the film, that it's wish fulfillment for lefties who want to see Trump supporters get murdered, 
is off base. Yeah, Fair from the enough. horse's mouth. Ben Shapiro. Um, sort of. Can I say something? Sort of. However, oh, it is very enjoyable oh, when you see them getting picked off at the beginning. But go yeah. on. Yeah. So. <laughs> you mentioned Forrest Gump. And just, just before we go, because I know we're on a, a time limit here. Um, I, um, I've got some time. Okay. Well, um, how about a fun Forrest Gump story? I saw the movie Forrest Gump uh, when I was in the 11th grade. Uh, I was doing, uh, my school was doing a production of the musical Annie. And I was cast mm-hmm. as Rooster, and the girl who was playing oh. Annie was one year older than me, and uh, th- she liked me, and she invited me over uh, to her house for a date, and we watched Forrest Gump, uh, and this was like three years after Forrest Gump had been out. Her father was from Ireland and definitely did, because they gave me a tour of the house, he definitely had a room devoted to U2. <laughs> It's like a, a shrine <laughs> to Bono and the gang, which is like the most like stereotypical Irish guy thing to do. Maybe it's like a little uh, Irish racism, actually. But uh, then we we made out like that night briefly. Whoa, Mike! And nice. Then, nice. then she asked Rooster me, and Annie. What's that? I was just saying Rooster and Annie, like, James, I don't know if you know Annie at all, but, like, so, okay, here, finish your thought, because then I want to break down the sort of dynamic at play by a girl being one year older than you playing Rooster, playing Annie. Okay, (laughs) go on. She dropped me off and was like, I want to ask you a question. Do you want to be my boyfriend? But you don't, please, don't tell me until tomorrow. And I was like, okay. And I wasn't really, I wasn't really into her, but then... Like, 20 minutes later, she called me, and she's like, I can't wait. Do you want to be my boyfriend? And I said, (laughs) I said, no. (laughs) And then we had to do, like, a matinee performance of Annie the next day or two. And we were, I remember we were both in costume. She had like a red wig on and makeup, and I was dressed in a fake mustache and like an old-timey pinstripe suit. And she like yelled at me in the hallway and all the other regular students were just walking around. So they just saw two insane people dressed up in p- bad high school costumes yelling. <laughs> in like depression era. Yeah. And then she told all of her friends that I was gay. <laughs> oh, she did? <laughs> <laughs> such a tactic of girls back in the day. Like such a, so, oh my God. Yeah. Guess what? whatever Irish bitch played me, whatever old Irish bitch played Annie. It's not an insult. Um, so James, Annie, the story, the musical Annie is about little orphan Annie, who is a depression era orphan, okay. redheaded. So this is already why this is weird that she's like supposed to be playing a child, but was one year older than Michael. <laughs> Michael is the character. Rooster is the brother of the crooked old uh, orphanage uh, owner, Miss Hannigan. And he has a uh, a girlfriend named Lily St. Regis. Is that it? Correct. Yes. Or something yes, like that. Right. And yes. and they are they're grifters who are trying to take Daddy Warbucks for everything that he's worth because he adopts yeah. Annie. And they sing a song called Easy yes. Street. And oh yeah. boy, Michael Palazzo, if I had that in my if I knew this. Do you know yeah. how quickly there would have been a Laugh Sabbath Presents Jackie with her as like Annie and me as Miss Hannigan and you reprising Rooster and us singing Easy Street? <laughs> oh my God. Do it on Zoom. And James would have been Daddy Warbucks. Oh my wow. God. Shave your been... head, James. You could be Daddy Warbucks. 
uh, it'll be great. And how old were you when all this Not happened, ready. Mike? Like 20, 25? <laughs> <laughs> now, I was in grade 11, very funny. So I was, what, 16? Something wow. like that. Wow. Your oh. Annie was 17? Yeah, we did things a little differently back in Oshawa. <laughs> what, was she, like, small? Like, was she tiny at yeah, least? like a tiny woman. And she also had, like, a dark... Like black eyebrows, <laughs> like her. She had like black hair and black eyebrows. So then she had this bright red wig with black eyebrows. <laughs> it was fun. And she played. I'm supposed to believe the sun will come out tomorrow. From her. Oh my god. Who played Aunt Miss Hannigan? Um, it was another student. Like it. It wasn't like a community theater thing where they could have an actual child play a role. So even all of the orphans at the orphanage were like teenage girls. <laughs> Do you know the song, There's a Hard Knock Life for Us, James? Yes, I, that's from Annie, right? Yeah. Jay-Z was a fan. And so it's like, Jay-Z the sun will come out tomorrow. Um, it's really funny because literally the other night I was just listening to Easy Street from Annie, like the original, <laughs> the Tony Award performance with the original Broadway cast. I just am obsessed that you were Rooster. Like that you would have been like, Easy yeah. Street. Easy Street. <laughs> yeah, where you right? sleep like, till noon. That was good. And he would have been in a pinstripe soup with like probably a fake mustache because he was like a grifter. Rooster was a shucks. He was a wily grifter. Oh my God, I love this. I'm obsessed. Oh, that is like, that is one of the best things I've heard all week. Thank you. You're welcome. And then you watched Forrest Forrest Gump with this Annie chick who, tell me if you'll be my boyfriend tomorrow. I can't wait. No, I don't want to. Hey, you're gay. He's gay. That's why we're not together. That's why I'm not with him. My story is arguably more dramatic than Annie, the musical. (laughs) (laughs) Arguably. Oh, my God. I love that. You should have anything. But, yeah. But I, I can't wait to see you guys in person. And yeah. uh, sing Easy Street in person with Michael Bellazzo. I'll dress up in my old costume. Maybe when, the, <laughs> yeah, maybe when the restrictions ease a bit, Mike and I should drive up to Brockville and you know, you should do a live show there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, live. <laughs> uh, I could. I, I. I. I have some venue contacts. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Couldn't have a crowd, but still. And my parents oh. have a pool. Oh, oh, pool let's party. go to the pool. You know, pool yeah. Party. Excellent. Pool party. Visit the Indeed. giant tiger, go swimming, do a song. It'll be great. Visit the... Oh, God. During seniors hours. Um, <laughs> well, actually, no, you shouldn't do that. I don't want you infecting my parents. <laughs> my vulnerable, vulnerable right, right. parents. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and you're both from Toronto, right? Roughly. You can, yeah, like, yeah. see family and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Is there anything you wanted to, <laughs> to plug... <laughs> Before we, do you want to know fucking something? Do you want to know what I would have been? I was because I was going to get in touch with you to do this anyway. Um, Sarah Hennessy and I were supposed to be doing like a show tonight back in Toronto. Um, oh. uh, buddies and bad times. We had the twenty first booked. Um, oh. It was going to be another album taping for me. I don't know if she was going to, you know, advertise it as such. But yeah, we were literally like that was when. And then it's really funny because then on on Thursday I was supposed to have dental surgery, which isn't a plug. I'm not trying to like plug the fact that I was yeah. supposed to have gum grafting surgery, but that is the Ooh. last thing I have in my calendar now, like forever. Do you know what I mean? It's just like from now on, I will not be getting another notification that something that I had planned. That was as far into the future as I was thinking. Your album and gum surgery. Yeah. And now it's all, they're both on hold. 
After yeah, right. So so that really sucks. But I was supposed to be in Toronto tonight doing this, and so that really sucks. But yeah, no, nothing to plug. I do a live thing on Instagram Live Wednesdays at seven with Brandon Muhammad. Okay. Hey, well, I'll I'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's about it. Exciting. Anyway, well, can't wait to well, see you guys. Yes, you, you too. too. Great to talk to you, Andrew. Great to talk to you. Stay safe. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us this week, Mike. Good luck in the bathroom. Another one for the history books. Yes. Oh, thank you very much. Have fun in there. And uh, we'll be back next week.